Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with MarketMySTR. There is absolutely no such thing as turnkey. It's bullshit. I mean, that's why this podcast is called STR Unfiltered. Welcome. I'm Bill Faith, founder of Build Short-Term Rental Wealth. I'm an investor and super host just like you. And I just want to talk about buying turnkey because there's this misconception that we can go in and buy turnkey and we literally, it's turnkey. We don't have to do anything. And it's BS. It's you will never buy a property that is turnkey, right? And the interesting thing is a lot of people think, oh, we're going to buy this turnkey. We're not going to have to do anything to it. But yet the numbers... You know, the guy, the person selling it, the numbers is supposed to do 100,000. I'm going to do 120, 125. Well, if you're not adding value to it after you purchase, then how are you going to increase those numbers? Are you a marketing wizard like myself? You know, because if you're not, you're really just going to rely on what's already there in that footprint. And it's one of the, it's one of the things of how I build super properties. It's the canvas that I see when I walk onto a property and then I can visually paint what all the, the post-close renovation, the rehab, the design is going to look like. And I've already done the enemy method. I already know what the competitors are doing. It's like this new property that I have under contract right now. Going to absolutely annihilate because the market I've, I'm moving into for the very first time, the hosting's not great. Everybody's buying turnkey. And, you know, turnkey in their mindset is completely different than mine. So I know strategically what amenities, what design is going to impact ADR and continue to increase that. And a lot of people just go in and they'll, they'll spend money on things that aren't moving the needle for ADR, right? So that's one of the reasons why I try never to buy turnkey. And I think most that are rookies or new tend to migrate towards turnkey, especially if you're buying outside of your home market and it's mindset because you think it's going to be easier. Oh my gosh, I don't have to you know, find contractors. I don't have to do all this stuff. Very rarely am I getting contractors involved. I just want you to understand that. Even when I'm going in and adding value or spending maybe even a hundred grand, you know, into a property, some, most of the time they don't have contractors. My most recent purchase in Montana, yes, I brought in a contractor to renovate two bathrooms. The bathrooms were, were golden girls. There's no question. And that's some things I look at investing into long-term uh, becomes really, really important. Did I, I add it on a deck? I had the contractor do that. Yes. So I could put a hot tub and a barrel sauna looking down, looking down the river. I should say up the river. That's the view. That's the million bucks that I spent was for the view. It wasn't for the cabin. Now, 
for probably 99% of investors that would have bought this Montana cabin, it was turnkey. Look, inside was great. It was clean. It was nice. You know, we even got the furniture and we saved the beds. You know, they were fine, but we replaced the couches. But we took the couches that were decent, smaller leather couches, and we put them into the master bedroom. The bedrooms were so big, we, were, we moved them and repurposed them into a, a different place. The property was not turnkey. They didn't have a coffee bar. They didn't have a milkshake bar. They didn't have an amazing family room, uh, you know, couch and sofas and moose antlers and all this type of stuff that my wife puts into the core. They didn't have the murals that we put in in the property, which nobody does murals in in Montana, at least up in the Whitefish area. So we're doing these things to separate, to elevate, right? The second part of this is, is when you buy turnkey, you're buying at the top of the market. Somebody's already renovated, right? They're the ones that are going to make 30, 40, 50% off of what they put in to the renovation. You're paying for it at that point. That is not a savvy way to invest in my opinion. Now, maybe there's going to be some fire sales. You know, the economy, it's been a great buying time for us. I got a $75,000 discount on my Montana property. Uh, this property we're under contract at $1.2 million. Was, it was full asking price. It is turnkey unfurnished. But the furnishings, that, once again, this property that we just bought, seven bedrooms, five bathrooms, a pool. It's got a garage, a lot of great stuff, good-sized lot. But we still have to come in and add the value, the value add on the back end to turn this really super nice property, this really nice property into a super property, right? And that's the strategic components of choosing the right amenities, the right elevations. A lot of people don't think about elevation, specifically outside. You know, they'll go and add a, a fire pit, which is on the ground. They'll add some, you know, loungers or, you know, soft furniture or whatever that's on the ground. They don't think about elevation, which is something that's absolutely critical for, for people from a marketing perspective, adding a gazebo or cabanas or, you know, something that's going to take the eye up uh, and be able, there's perceived value in elevation. That's what people love high rises. What does it create? It creates views. So you just have this pool and a patio and a blank slate in the back it's not going to render as well in photos. So a lot of the things that you want to think about when you're evaluating properties is the marketability of the property. One, does it already have the, the marketability at a very high level? Two, if it does not, how are you going to create it? What is it going to cost and what type of customer or guest is it going to attract? Do you really want to pay for somebody's renovation? Do you not want to get a deal? Are you still going to have to add value after you've made the purchase? I can tell you, when people saw my Elk Lodge in Banner Elk, North Carolina, people thought that it was it was turnkey. And it was for most. I can't emphasize this enough. But I still put $22,000 into a three-car garage to turn it into a massive game room and movie theater. Had to do the floors, you know, re-upholstered re or whatever you call it, the top of the pool table, brought in some video games, took the family room furniture out of the main house, put it in there, had to put in the TV, bought a shuffleboard. Ping pong tables. I bought an outdoor ping pong table. That's actually something that, you know, is a, a huge pro tip. Even if you're putting it indoors, buy the outdoor ping pong table. It'll be more durable, less likely to break. Doesn't have the net, you know, literally has, I think it's wood, you know, which lasts a lot longer. So the durability of those products are things that, so if you're buying from somebody that's an inexperienced investor, an inexperienced host, they don't understand those things. So you got to take a really close look at what you want. So a lot of times I will try to negotiate all of the furniture, even if I don't want it, 
in the price. And then I'll go back and say, hey, I want these four or five items, which they will typically just throw in as part of the negotiating tactic, right? So that's where I get some items because I just can't emphasize enough. Buying turnkey is bullshit. We bought three or four turnkey properties and we still end up, you know, completely changing a lot, most of the stuff. And this is the expectation I want to set for you. If you want to have, there's good, better, best, right? And there's really good, better, best, and then a super property. And super properties is what we build. And it's all built about around the financial return. I can't emphasize that enough. We've been around this game long enough to know what works and what doesn't work. You know, I've done enough enemy method online. I've, I drive by my competitors when I'm in the markets. It's one of the reasons that I go to my properties often. It's one of the reasons that you cannot make a super investment by not putting your eyes on the property. I'm telling you, a video walkthrough from an agent or a, a FaceTime is not good enough because it, the purchase all starts in the assessment of that property. And I'll give you a really quick example. We just went under contract today, and I don't know when this is going to air. I'm already going to be in contract, maybe even closed by the time you see this. But I went under contract today. Today is a Friday. Tuesday is home inspection, pool inspection, drain inspection, all that type of stuff. And Bree and I are flying down on Tuesday to be there, but we also have four hours planned uh, to be on site. And we will, we're going to design and map everything out everything. We'll have measurements of all the rooms. We'll have a, a site plan. Uh, in this market, the, the amenities in the backyard is absolutely critical. So we're going to go through all the design options from, you know, murals and swinging beds and, you know, the egg chairs and, you know, cornhole, you name it, fire pits, all of the outdoor dining, all that type of stuff is going to be taken into an account. And then we'll prioritize based on which of those amenities, one is the best marketability and two is going to drive up ADR. So those are two things that we're always comparing and we grade them on a scale of one to 10. Can't emphasize that enough. Look at all the options, grade them on marketability. So what's it going to look like with the finished product? How's it going to give you that marketability? And then will it increase ADR? Then the third thing you need to take into consideration is going to be functionality. How will the guests use it and will they love it? That's something that, I mean, it's just like the simple things of that doesn't give you a whole lot of marketability and it's, you know, the guests don't really pay attention to it, but if they're not there and you can't have like on your nightstands, a USB, USB-C charger, like we, before USB-C, we had wife, we had not wife, we had USB chargers on every nightstand. We set out a cold bottle of, well, it's not cold by the time they go to bed, but when, when they check in, we have bottles of water on every nightstand. They don't really comment a whole lot about that stuff in the reviews, but you know what they do? They'll know if it's not there, if they're a guest of ours. There's no question for those return guests. Those small things go a long ways. So marketability, and I do market that stuff that we do that because when guests see those little extra small things that adds value, they, they pay attention. Many times it might be subliminal, but they do cognitively see it. So ARV, in my opinion, it's BS. Um, you've got to factor in all the costs, all the expenses, all the, all the design, all the linen upgrades, um, you know, the bedding upgrades, the, you got to, I don't know about you guys, but my wife and I go through and look at every pot and pan and, you know, the grease splasher thingies and, you know, the wine glasses, we're looking at all that stuff. I mean, for us in a good size house like this, a seven bedroom, it, it could be seven, eight, nine thousand bucks 
just for all of those items that are going into a kitchen. I'm not talking about milkshake bar and like we did in Montana, that crazy stuff, but just for pots, pans, plates, uh, pizza cutters, new new towels for the, the kitchen, just all that type of stuff, blenders, coffee pots, you know, frothers, that could be an easy eight, nine grand in a large kitchen, you know, three, $4,000 in a small kitchen. That's why nothing is ARV. We have to factor all that stuff into our performance. Like when we go down there on Tuesday, we've got to estimate what all of this is going to cost. And it is the new towels. It is, you know, having to upgrade a coffee pot. It is new pots and pans for 300 bucks from Costco, whatever that is, that's got to go into the performance. Once again, marketing cost ADR, right? Really marketing ADR. And then the cost goes into your performance because nothing is fully turnkey that I promise you. Thanks for joining me on STR Unfiltered, everybody. Have a great day. Happy hosting. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.